0: Welcome to Season 2, Episode 4 of The Conversation. Oh. I'm so excited. God has done so many <laughs> great things on this show. show I want to thank our executive producers, wow, 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 wow. our key group, yes. get key group, key wow. grips, gaffers, wow. uh, people who do the coloring. Artists, uh, I believe this is filmed in Technicolor. Whoa. And I'd Gosh. like to thank my agent, you don't have uh, CAA. You what do you mean I don't have an agent? I'd like don't. to take my agent, no? Brother Jerome.
1: Yeah, there for, it is.
0: Looking at all my contracts. <laughs> there it
1: is. Uh,
0: he hasn't finished law school yet. But, oh, okay. but, but he's looking good for He's cost-effective. So, yeah, 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 hey, yeah. everything cost is going <laughs> great. And as we've done in our it's previous three episodes, we wanted to switch it up a little bit, and we have so a different. lovely guest today. Yes, this is do. literally one of my favorite yes. people on oh, planet Earth, on and she also, produces some of my favorite children on planet Earth. What? She true is true. awesome, crazy. crazy gifted and talented. She can take an awesome photo and then oh, tell okay. you that some profound prophetic oh, work yeah. she's amazing oh yeah
2: wow. it's yeah. true
0: wonderful mother wife, wife friend ladies Love and gentlemen that. give it up for leanne Yay, Leanne! i want to meet me I should, oh, wow. yeah, exactly i can <laughs> follow so you around sweet. and intro you to people i give great intros Please. don't always get that back but
1: oh, well, okay. i don't know i haven't
0: always so. had the greatest intros that's okay
1: that, we'll work on
0: that <laughs> yeah i think like i don't, I don't think people know what i do
1: <laughs> would you like i don't think you
0: know what you do I actually have no idea <laughs> what I do so this is perfect Leanne, transition welcome, welcome we Leanne so love yes yes
2: so thankful I'm to be so here. excited about her reading this parable today mm-hmm.
0: me too this one is a tough one though and be honest
2: it's honestly very confusing
1: it
0: made me like like it made me be like okay I don't know God Great. Like, yeah. so I don't yeah. so I
1: was reading it and I felt the same, but I was like, it's okay because Julian will know what no. this is about. I had the it's same thoughts. Completely Great. lost.
3: Great.
2: Well, this is good, so that's helpful.
1: I just
3: read it one time. Yeah. I'm lost.
0: <laughs>
2: okay. I'm lost. Way to be is not stressing.
0: Put <laughs> it to So as is our custom, we have customs around here. Many. Mm. Um, it is our custom for the guests to read the passage of scripture that we will be studying
2: All on tonight's right.
0: episode of the conversation. Leanne Cantillon, take good it forces. away.
2: With voices.
0: No, you do it
2: Yeah, day. I do it's voices with, for my kids' story at, yes. uh, at night. Um, I'd like that. You'd like that? Yes. Is yeah, everybody in? I
0: mean, I just... I mean, I'm, 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 I'm a, Pretend I'm Asha. I'll actual.
2: let the spirit leave. Pretend <laughs> I'm Asha. We are reading from Luke 16, 1 to 12 in the NLT version. So, Jesus told the story to his disciples. There was a certain rich man who had a manager handling his affairs. Uh, one day, a report came to the manager... Uh, report came that the manager was wasting his employer's money. Uh-oh. So the employer called him in and said, "What's this? I hear about you. Get your report in order, because you are gonna be fired. <laughs> uh oh, you fired." Yikes. The manager thought to himself, "Now what?" So, are we- <laughs> okay, We'll do Southern. Let's we'll just keep people interested. I this like is a it. long passage. I like stay it. with me, okay. Now what? My boss has fired me. Oh, my God. Goodness gracious. I don't have the strength to dig ditches, and I'm too proud to beg. <laughs> so, that's I, I know how to ensure that I'll have plenty of friends who will give me a home when I'm fired. Oh, man. Okay, we're done with that. Okay. So he invited each person who owed money to his employer to come and discuss the situation. He asked the first one, how much do you owe him? The man replied, I owe him 800 gallons of olive oil. A
3: lot of Dang. Dang. So,
2: the, <laughs> so the manager told him, take the bill, quickly just change it to 400 gallons. Mm. And then he said, and how much do you owe my employer? He asked the next man. I owe him a thousand bushels of wheat, mm. was the reply. Same. Here, the manager said, take the bill, change it to 800 bushels. The rich man had to admire the dishonest rascal for being so shrewd. And it is true that the children of this world are more shrewd in dealing with the world around mm. them than are the children of the light. Harsh. Here's the lesson. Use your worldly resources to benefit others and make friends. Mm -hmm. Then, when your possessions are gone, they will welcome you to an eternal home. If you are faithful in little things, you'll be faithful in large ones. But if you are dishonest in little things, you won't be honest with greater responsibilities. And if you are untrustworthy about worldly wealth, who will trust you with the riches of heaven? And if you are not faithful with other people's things... Why should you be trusted with things of your
1: own? Wow. That's gas. Wow. Festival. You Jesus. Did great. Phenomenal, Phenomenal reading, Leanne. You know what? It yes. was great. Phenomenal. It was unbelievable.
0: <laughs> really came uh, to life. This is definitely, like, there's some parts in here that I'm like, oh, I got it. And yeah. there's yep. some parts that I'm like, I don't got it. Yeah. <laughs> I feel that. You know? That. Um, I think that, um, you know, Jesus uh, has an interesting way of expressing and teaching people in this passage, like, what he's thinking in his approach and mm-hmm. obviously you're going along it's going smooth and then all of a sudden he, he says an interesting thing where he sa- he starts to talk about he admires the yeah. dishonest rascal yeah. For yeah. being so shrewd like
1: what mm-hmm. I'm
0: like wait a minute
1: yeah
0: I like that you know what I mean it's almost like God <laughs> I, I kind
1: of liked it too I
0: like that and it made me think I wonder if we are speaking You know, we spend all of our time trying to transform all of these bad things about us. And God's going, I like that. I like it in that shape. So it's almost like that thought process God was acknowledging was good. Mm -hmm. The outcome that he was trying to seek using that thought process was bad. And I think that oftentimes in Christianity, we get rid of the thought process because we're afraid of the outcome. For example, have you ever met anybody that it is their goal not to be prideful? so they're actually never humble because they don't they're so afraid they never cross cross the line you learn how to be humble by sometimes crossing the line into pride or Mm -hmm. i don't want to be a burden it's one of the things that people say to me all the time i wanted to call you and tell you that everybody in my family died but i don't want to be a burden Ah. i'm like you get that
2: call
0: all the time i'm just saying people always tell me that they don't (laughs) want to
2: to be a burden yes (laughs) Yes. and so
0: in in the in the effort to not be a burden sometimes they're not a friend right if that makes sense
3: sense. and i
0: just wanted to start there with a little bit and that might be a deep thing in the effort to not be a burden Mm -hmm. you're not a friend meaning you don't reach out you don't because i'm busy and you don't want to be a burden is there something about you that you think you protect yourself from like uh i'll give you just my personal example as a pastor i've been telling people. I haven't figured out who I want to be as a pastor yet. I'm mm-hmm. just starting to figure that out because I'm spending all my life making sure who I'm not.
1: Yes, that's like, so much Like I look on Instagram
0: yes. and look yeah. on them, I look on like, that and I'm like, oh, I'm not going to nope. be that guy. Yep. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> all right, not that yes. guy. So then let me switch what wow. I do so I'm not him. And now I know who I'm not, <laughs> Yeah. right? Um, but I don't know who I am.
1: That's so yeah. good. That's, wow.
0: Yeah, as tough. a leader, not, not as individual, but as a mm-hmm. leader. Would you have anything that you would say?
1: Yeah. I think I spend a lot of time trying not to be... Uh, oh, how, when I One of the things we've talked about before is that you had said to me that sometimes I can be a princess.
3: you <laughs> <laughs> dust. Yeah.
1: Which, by the giggles, this probably resonates with people. That's fine. Don't worry about it. But you said to me one day, you said, but I think that you should not try to not be a princess. Trust that the people around you will tell you when you're being that that it, sometimes in the effort to not be entitled or mm-hmm. to not be that kind of Princessy, like high maintenance person, I can not be who I am. I cannot shine as yeah. brightly as God has asked me to. Mm-hmm. And so, often in the struggle to not want to be seen as that, I actually hide myself away and don't right. do service to what God's asked me to be. Um, in whether it's feeling like I'm being too loud or too talkative or too whatever it is, and I think that often I can I can struggle with that mm-hmm. and. Um, I don't know what the words are for it, but mm-hmm. that would be
0: probably my one for sure. How does it feel to be under such great leadership?
1: Um, I think we should meet Kendall real quick. Uh, Kendall, what about you, bro? Anything, uh... Kendall, what
3: do you think your thing is? I don't know. But I, I think mm-hmm. the one thing that comes to mind is my mom is really good at this. She, that woman is crazy. Because <laughs> let me tell you, mom, I love you, but my gosh, she is the most we love like, of- <laughs> yeah, she can be some the most embarrassing person in the world sometimes. We love it. And and like oh my gosh, I can remember times where she'll be standing in front of. She used to uh, organize my baseball events, and she would have like five hundred people in the crowd, <laughs> and she be acting <laughs> a fool. And, then my mom. and she acting a fool, and I'm just like, what are you doing? But she always comes back to the. She knows who she is, and yeah. she do, and she doesn't mm-hmm. care. Like
2: mm-hmm. right.
3: she knows she has a husband. She's not looking for anybody else. She doing her <laughs> own thing. Like she literally will go and do. All this oh, up on oh, stage. Sorry, and she what just, that? What she yeah, Listen. Yeah. Do
1: it one more time. Well, my mom Them dances a not There it is. Yeah. There it is. <laughs> Them hips don't
3: lie, Yeah, ah. they do not lie. Listen.
1: Wow. Hey,
3: do, even, but she's even, being herself, she's yeah. She's being herself. Like, even she knows that she's not a good runner. And she does not run with us. Mm-hmm. And she works out on her own plan. Mm-hmm. But she knows what she's she not does. good at yes. and what she's good at. And she mm-hmm. knows that she runs a 15-minute th- mile. So why would I run with everybody else? You know what I mean? So that's the one thing that comes to mind with me is like, my mom she just she can be outrageous but that's it's just point. knowing who, who yeah. she is it's being it's
2: strong point. in your own lane
3: exactly
0: what do you think like for you it's like that thing and I'm gonna ask the, the other side of that question is what do you think about the thing that you're trying to get rid of not that you're trying to hide Oof. but you know but not just trying to hide but you don't think matters mm. you know that you're doing well but it doesn't if it doesn't matter to people it matters less to you but right. I want you to lean into a little yeah. bit about what that thing is for you like?
2: Well, I think, honestly, it's pretty ironic that I'm on the conversation today because uh, when I got invited, I was like, oh, cool, that'll be fun. And then I realized about myself in conversation, I tend to be the listener, and I like oh, yeah. that about mm. myself. I feel like I'm a good listener. But when it comes to actually speaking, Right. I'm like, ah, I could take it or leave it. Yeah. Mm. I'm like, I don't need to. I'm like, you share your thoughts. Yeah, let's we'll dig into that. Maybe it's like my mom was like a therapist, so I'm like mm-hmm. maybe that's part of it, where it's like, oh, let's pull out more of what you're <laughs> yes. thinking and how you're feeling. But I love our friendship think- because of that. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. <laughs> so well, People love for me in conversations, but for that reason, um, and I'm trying to get better at hey, yeah, like great. I actually have thoughts to share, yeah. and I feel like the Holy Spirit is doing a new work in me to have more authority in what I say and not hold back just trying to be polite and just trying to pull things out of other people. Mm. It's like, oh, no, I need to ask the Holy Spirit what I'm supposed to say in this situation. So I feel like I shy away from that. So I'm here today, and I'm going to try to talk more, but also I'll ask questions too. Mm. That's great.
0: I I think that's good because you find in the Bible that, you know, we're really kind of leaning into verse 8 where it says the, the rich man who would obviously represent kind of God's perspective admired mm-hmm.
1: That's so the dishonesty there's
0: this moment even where you see throughout scripture that God seems to do that David fighting Goliath yeah. like what why would he think he could beat the yes. Goliath and then he goes like who is this uncircumcised Philistine <laughs> like if I said that like people would be like well how is that relevant
1: yeah.
0: like how do you know that and then he it's like, <laughs> First of all. it's like but God goes I like this guy right like I can use this guy and you see so many times God converted Moses, a murderer, to a deliverer. Yeah. It's almost like there's this mm. negative outcome that wow. someone has because of their passion, and God goes, I think I like that trait. I don't like the motivation behind using okay. that trait. Wow. And I think it's so many times it's difficult for people to, who have been raised in... Um, High morality cultures. Yeah. Raised in church, yeah. they never discover how wow. God can use a That's weakness so or a true. failure. Yeah. They never discover no, I'm
1: that. To clap.
0: <laughs> you can clap. It's, great. Great. That was it's been a
1: while since we have been in church. <laughs> so, so, so I've like, often thought
0: of the reason why I could be used so quickly by yeah. God is that I wasn't yeah. raised with, wow. with, um, and I, I shouldn't say I wasn't raised with Christian morals, but I wasn't raised in a Christian church where morality mm-hmm. was placed. On, on, on kids in the way yeah. that many of us were. So I discovered how God could use my
2: yes. Can I ask you a question my craziness? about that? Yeah. Is, she's he, very good at yeah. asking questions. No, here I go, guys. <laughs> no, but I did, because I was reading this passage, and it says, the rich man admired this dishonest rascal for being so shrewd. And then he just throws in there, and it is true that the children of this world are more um, shrewd yes. in dealing with the world around them than are the children of the light. And I'm like, wait. So am I supposed to be more like that guy yeah. and why is it easier right. for people of the world to be shrewd at the world than children of the light or christians because
0: because shrewdness is 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 a, is a psychological thing hmm. it is a practical thing it is like we say for example um I would say one of the biggest ways that I'm being shrewd in mm-hmm. my life right now is understanding the political climate that we are in. Sure. Mm-hmm. And some people would say, hey, let's just talk about Jesus.
2: Right.
0: And shrewdness goes, but what if they're not ready to listen about Jesus? Mm-hmm. Uh, people who aren't shrewd would say that's on them. See, the world doesn't care what we think about what they have to say. They just say it. Right. We actually care. And we actually say, hey, so shrewdness for me would be if you're not ready to talk about Jesus then I say something that you're ready to talk about. Hmm. And so the reason why, it's not that, I don't for, that I'm don't that i forsaking Jesus by talking about politics so much, but that's what everybody's ready to talk about. Hmm. And if I can gain trust showing that I can have a healthy conversation, then I will gain trust to have a spiritual conversation. That's, that's and so that's the difference. That's so it's true. almost
2: like we're... Uh, we're so concerned that that verse, that says, uh, be in the world, but not of it. Mm-hmm. We're so concerned with not being of it that we never get like in it. We
0: never get in it, 100%. Right. And the shrewdness is getting in it. Right. And I know that, that what's important to you might not be as important as you think it is. Hmm. But I have to make sure that you know that you're important to me. So, so the, the reason why I can make what's important to you important to me because yeah. you're important to me. Right. And what, what Christians are doing is saying, if, it's, if what's important to you, I deem unimportant, then I don't have to address that. I can just right. point you to Jesus, and right. that lacks yeah. shrewdness. Yeah, 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 which yeah, is yeah. why our churches are emptying out. Right. Right. Because the day where you can just reach someone, in my opinion, is my soapbox. The hmm. day you can, re- the day of reaching people just because they're tired of their old church are over. <sighs> yep. You know who's left? Angry people, yeah. frustrated people. Sure. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so I have this passion of we have to be a church. That can condemn rioting and looting mm. while marching a rider and a looter to the front seat yes, of our yes, church if yes, they were yes. to show wow. up. that's the difference. Right? Does that make sense? So you have people out there that's who a great won't. Great answer. I, that's my that's answer, and that shrewdness. I how, love do you, it. how do you not agree, right, with right. someone but treat them as if you do?
2: Yeah, there's a famous quote out there that says, "Like I don't have to. Dis- I don't have to agree with you to love you." Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Like we can disagree and we can still be together. One hundred percent. Like
1: that. Grow as a person that grew up in church with a lot of those things. I love what you are saying before about the morality. I almost wonder if the morality that I experienced as a kid became a form of idolatry for me, Mm -hmm. of rather than looking to Jesus, rather than looking to God as the fulfillment, of, as the grace, as the one that I need, I always felt like if I could keep morality in place, if I could keep enough of it there, that I was okay. And so for me, there has been this huge tug of war in a sense of the passion that I have, the quite often act before I think mentality. <laughs> the like, I just want to love people mm-hmm. that I have grappled with this. Going back to I think what you were asking before, the second side of your question of like what's the rascal in you in a sense right. that maybe God isn't, isn't mad at. For me, it would be the like wanting to love people and loving quickly and loving hard, and that getting me in situations where I think like, oh, I shouldn't like, I've got to stay away from people, stay away from mess. And maybe God's actually saying, well, actually, no. Some of the things that you grew up in weren't really of me. Maybe they started of Mm -hmm. me, but somewhere Mm -hmm. along the way, our human tendency to take what's in the Bible and a suggestion by God and make it like right black and white in the sense that was where I, have, for me personally, have grappled with the morality becoming more important than God sometimes.
0: If mm-hmm. that sense. Yeah, 100%. I think that, you know, there's this transformation process that I think that God sees in us where he sees a, a um, you know, most strengths are weaknesses that have been converted.
2: Yeah.
0: They're mm-hmm. not. So they, true. You know, so like when you get in shape, you, you are taking something that you could not, it's not like all of a sudden you're in shape and you weren't before. Mm-hmm. You're taking a weakness and making it a strength. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's what God does. And I think that's why this verse is so shocking because it speaks to, I'm very likely disgusted with someone that God is saying, I admire that right. and I can use that person. I can transform that. I can yeah. transform that. I can use that. And we have to watch it play out in the public eye, Right. which before we didn't have to. Yes. <laughs> And so it, is, you didn't see them so publicly true. until they That's had already true. worked on all their stuff. Mm-hmm. So I think this is an important thing to discuss. Uh, I think if you look at the end of it, it also says that if you're faithful in little things, you'll be faithful in larger ones.
1: And i would never mm-hmm. seen that come after that, this parable before. i would never Just seen it attached to, land, to yeah. that mm-hmm.
0: parable.
1: So I feel like we've taught it in a different kind of way as
0: well. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. he was unfaithful. In some ways, yeah, I'm, I'm confused as to why God admires it, but <laughs> I think I'm starting to understand that a little bit. But like, but it just makes me reflect on, um, you know, what is it about me that God is 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 using and saying, I like this. I can I can use this. Is mm-hmm. it a boldness? Is it a is it a confidence? But then you talk about being faithful in little things, you will be faithful in 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 large ones. And I think that um, we struggle with that. You know, I think if you feel if you're in L.A. and you feel called to do a certain thing, um, what we deem to be a little thing, God is often saying, often saying that's how you earn trust with God to to handle a big thing.
2: Mm-hmm. Right, right. You know
0: what I mean? And I Absolutely. think that um, why do you think that people and obviously there's plenty of answers, social media being famous and all that stuff. But um, I don't think fame is bad, no. you know, um, God says in scripture that he would make somebody famous. said he'd make David famous. Mm-hmm. Why do you think that people struggle with the little things? What do you think it is? Um, in in our society specifically, I asked my dad one day, did he have a dream? He's like, I never had a dream. I just wanted to keep my job, take yeah. care of my family. Yeah. Well, like, There's nothing I really wanted to do. Yeah. So do you think that having big dreams is affecting people being faithful with little things? I'm just throwing some things out there. But yeah. what do you think it is, Kendall?
3: I think what you just said 100% because... Often, you, like you said, little things usually shape the big things. And everybody has that, or not everybody, but a lot of people have that big dream, especially in LA, where yeah. everybody, yeah. like, came
2: to
1: the
3: yeah, they literally, came. like, if you come to LA to be yeah. a part of the movie world and get an actor or music or whatever, it might be like, that's so many people here. And they always dream so big. Like, if you think about the people here, it's just, it's just crazy how many mm-hmm. dreams and, like, yes. different paths you can go. Yeah. But it's the little things that really shape up to that big dream. It's the it's the five little jobs that you do really, really well that make you get that huge, big job, yeah. that one big opportunity that you really need to you can't swing and miss on. Mm-hmm. And so I think people get so it's in, it's a, it's all a mental thing. People get so like unsatisfied yeah. with doing little tasks over and over and over again and waiting in in this time of just. Uh, or just waiting for a big thing and not realizing that the little tasks that you do continuously over and over and over shape what the big thing is. Yeah,
1: yeah. we can get like little task fatigue in a sense. Yes. Like even looking yes. at the mask wearing, like the little things right now in our society that we're being asked to do, I find myself getting fatigued by the little things mm-hmm. that we started off all like singing a thousand songs while washing our hands and all that stuff and then right. we all were wearing um, masks and that that stuff, I think that after a while, Without any results, if you will, it can become fatiguing. Mm-hmm. And that's just a real thing. And maybe sometimes we just don't say that enough. We don't acknowledge the fact that we're tired in the middle. Yeah. I don't know. And
0: I think we can group little things as something that the world or our culture doesn't celebrate. I think right. you can almost yeah. categorize yeah. everything that's true. that our world mm-hmm. or culture doesn't celebrate. Um, let me ask you this question, Leanne. Yeah. What do you think is your favorite little thing that, that you a do? That's Your favorite little thing that you do that God loves.
2: Favorite little thing. Like
0: God's favorite little thing that you do. And be thinking of your answer. Oh,
2: okay. okay. Favorite little thing that I do (laughs) that God loves. I think he loves um, that I just, I don't care.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. That is such an amazing little thing.
2: I just don't care. (laughs) but when you're talking about these like little <laughs> things that lead up to bigger things i just i couldn't care less mm, about wow. the bigger things mm-hmm. yeah which is weird to That's say tough. and maybe this is why we're in LA <laughs> we we're, we're from canada sam and i moved down um, and everybody's like oh like why are you moving to LA like is there like a big thing I'm like no there's no big thing in fact i don't like the beach and hot weather is like the worst <laughs> but <laughs> I think God loves that in whatever situation I'm in, Mm -hmm. I'm not in it for Mm -hmm. the stuff and the things and the the acclaim or the whatever. It's, I just don't care. I'm just, I'm just showing up to do what I can and to be the best at whatever I'm putting my hands to. So Mm -hmm. I think that's what God really likes about me because then I'm doing one thing one week. I'm doing one thing the other week. I'm at home changing poopy diapers or I'm Mm -hmm. out taking pictures at a wedding or I'm, here on the conversation. And to me, it doesn't really matter what you're doing as long as your motivation yeah, is I love Jesus and I love people. Mm. That's and what think, makes it a
0: big thing, I think. And that's yeah, what makes that, it a big yes. thing. So
2: yeah. I think God likes that about me.
3: Wow. I don't think anybody else yeah. should have. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> little thing okay. is I think just staying positive. Mm. That's my little thing. That's great. And it's like even I sent a text this morning, I was home alone this morning. And I was just, I was just, I made myself breakfast, and I was dancing all around the house, and I sent it to the family group chat. Mm -hmm. And my sister said, wow, that made my day. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? So it's just the staying positive through no matter what happens. Like, if Mm -hmm. we're down, if I'm playing a basketball game and we're down 40, like, we can still do this. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) let's just keep on. Yeah, we can't, but we can't. You know what I mean? Like, just staying positive is the little thing for me.
1: Mm -hmm. I have a weird one it's not a weird one at least don't say that um I think that mine opposite which is kind of weird but like I think that God likes that that I'm passionate like it's a little thing but I sometimes I can't help but be passionate no one has Mm. to see it whether it's in front of a camera or behind a Mm -hmm. camera or with people Mm -hmm. or by myself at home I think that genuinely and again it gets me into great situations it gets me into precarious situations (laughs) It gets me into confusing situations but the fact that I'm as passionate as I am is something that sometimes I feel like I can't help Mm -hmm. and I wonder if God likes it but when you said that that was the first thing that came to my Mm -hmm, mind and it's this thing that I'm starting to sit with of like maybe God Really likes that about me Absolutely.
2: that I do mm-hmm. feel passionately and just feel mm-hmm. all right. the freaking time. That's why you need the spectrum of the body of believers. because yes. like you are entirely opposite for me. And right. what you're saying, it's like, oh man, like I'm just pumped about everything. <laughs> Everything's oh, yes. 100. Yeah. I'm here for yeah. it. Nobody's looking, but I'm just so excited. Yes. And I'm like, eh. yeah, I don't well, really I need that spectrum yeah. Need otherwise. A yeah, that's so true. You know, Julian, think, what's yours? Yeah.
0: I think for me. I, I had a couple things. But I would say it, was, it would probably be that if you followed me around, you would never know who I feel loved or honored by mm. because I don't treat those people differently. Right. Yeah. So you would think that I feel loved and honored by this person yeah. if you followed me around with a camera when I don't, but you don't see the disparity mm-hmm. between that person and this person. And I think it's a very, very small thing that God has done in my heart, even recently, where, yeah. you know... I've had some, I've probably had some of the craziest, most dishonoring things said to me <laughs> in the last three years. And if you saw me with that person right now, you wouldn't know anything, you wouldn't know that they ever said that to me. And you know, and I've protected yeah. what's, so right. it's it's just, I think that's a big thing for me. I think I really um, understand how dishonoring I have been to God. Hmm. And so like, I don't look as that dishonoring as offensive yeah. as most people do or disrespect. That's so or, because I'm just like, dude, the stuff I've done, it's like, are you freaking crazy? Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. if I just take that personal. Like, I feel like God let me off the hook. So, yeah. I try to let people off the hook.
2: What a quality as a pastor. Look this at is a that. a very good quality. We love that. Well,
0: it depends. I'm in therapy over that quality. I mean- <laughs> oh, God. So. And it, how does
2: that make you feel? <laughs> no,
0: no, I mean, it is a good quality, but I see why people don't do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, you know, it's more of... It's kind of like when I became, I was really angry at church pastors until I became one. Hmm. Like, and I'm like, how, so how much
2: grace, how yeah. easy is
0: it to fall into that? Like, totally. it's so easy. You control everything. Mm-hmm. Like you, you can, you know, people are hanging on every word. You have thousands of people hanging on every mm-hmm. word that you say. And so it's easy to stop listening because everybody wants to listen to you. Wow. Mm-hmm. So you spend your time coming it's up with things that people, that people, the people are you. waiting wow. You preach a message six more days, I got thousands of people that want to hear what I have to say. So it's easy to not listen the other five days because you're preparing what you're supposed to say in six six days. So it's it's no joke. So I think always thinking about that or whatever. That's so
1: interesting that like easy to judge something before you are it. But before you're in that mm-hmm. position, that's mm-hmm.
0: like that
2: feels like
1: I busy mean, it, in a nutshell. I mean, even
0: in this political <laughs> season, have we ever liked the president? Right. I, I mean, have we sure. ever? I
2: don't know, I haven't been
0: him. We've yeah. only liked presidents vote. in hindsight. Almost <laughs>
2: <early on him. laughs> we, only like,
0: we love JFK now, but they shot him when he was alive. Yeah. We, love, yeah. we love Martin Luther King now, but they but shot him when exactly. he was alive. Sure. So so in, in some senses, I think that um one of the things that I've been processing is that when you are committed to the little things, mm-hmm. little things build legacy. Mm. And if you're building a legacy, then you have to ha- be willing to have your affirmation when you're gone.
1: Right. Or when
0: you stop Oof. doing it. I've been thinking about that. Not sometimes. when you're doing wow. it. Yep. So if you're building an image or a reputation or an identity, you get your affirmation as you're doing mm-hmm. it. Right. If you're building a legacy, it's after you're done doing it. Think about mm. us raising our kids. Yeah. Um, our kids don't say to us, they don't understand what how we are parenting them. Right. It's only when they're 30 or 40 and we're not. They're not take, we're not taking care of them. We're not changing their diapers. Where well, they yeah. look back and go, wow. Like, I okay. hated the stuff my dad was telling me. <laughs> yes. And now at 43, I look back and go. I'm saying
2: the same thing. <laughs> That's legacy. <laughs>
0: Affirming when he's done doing it. Yeah. And if I'm not right. willing to let people affirm me when I'm done doing it, I'll never get the affirmation totally. that I deserve as a pastor until I retire, <laughs> or until I stop. Well, that's, that's the way it works. What
1: this, is, this says that as well, because the rascal, if you will, we'll she had a different yeah. name. Like you have always used the term like knucklehead. That's mm-hmm. what all I like felt when I was reading this. It's mm-hmm. like, like the knuckleheads. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm one of these guys. <laughs> but like the way he did it necess- isn't necessarily maybe the way everyone thought he might do it. But to me, it was encouraging because it was like, it's never too late to change things. Mm -hmm. Even if maybe the method's a little off, he's doing the best he can to make what he can with the time he had left. And I think Mm -hmm. that, to me, that was actually an encouraging thing, that whether we judge that, whether we feel like it's the right thing or not, to me, it reminds me that his mercies are new every single morning. Mm -hmm. And every single morning, we have a new decision. What do we want to do with today? We may have messed up all the way up until this moment, but as long as we've still got a little time left, let God yeah. be. Yeah. you know, as the Bible says, mm-hmm. only God can judge me. I'm kidding. Oh. Oh. I'm kidding. Don't it's not about the Bible. Don't say that. Um, but like, let God judge the heart of someone, because we are often trying to judge like the methods of someone. And mm-hmm. this was encouraging to me because it was like, did he do it right? Maybe not. We don't know. Mm-hmm. But who are we, also, to decide? How we did it exactly. right? Exactly, because at the end of the day the boss looked at him and was like, what a dishonest rascal. Love that guy, you
0: know? Yeah, but he did so. say, use your worldly resource to benefit others and make yeah, friends yes. and when your possessions are gone. I think if you look at the beginning of the verse, he is wasting his employer's money. Yeah. This speaks to him doing things with money to benefit him,
1: mm-hmm. right? Yep. Yeah.
0: So it seems to me that the employer had so much money, right, that he didn't, it would have taken him a while to notice mm-hmm. that yeah. he was wasting his yeah. money. But then now he transitions into the next passage of scripture where he still seems to be wasting the employee's money, mm-hmm. but he's doing it by canceling debts. Mm-hmm. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. it's yeah, almost yeah, yeah. like, wait a minute, he's doing the same dishonest thing, but this dishonest thing is benefiting people. Right. Yeah. So right. God's okay with it. <laughs> Even with- so, then
1: it's like if someone does something like for God in like a sketchy way, are we cool? Like
0: well paul nice. Paul said this <laughs> you know? paul, paul said this in the Bible, and this is why I admire him so much. he said that uh that many people were preaching right. just despite him, but mm. either way, I'm grateful the gospel is being preached yeah. right. mm. it's and happened. so he, it's happening. Yeah. I don't like the way it's happening, but it's, but happening. it's happening, yeah, and the word is getting out right. now they're only doing that to take my church members but <laughs> so hilarious. it would be it would be like. You know, when pastors say they're praying for revival, no, they're praying for revival in, the in their box. Yes. Because when revival happens, no one and everyone left to go to the other church.
2: Right. Right? right? Oh.
0: And so for me, even now, you look at in the past, even with, uh, you, know, you know, conversations about racial injustice and in politics, the pastors controlled those conversations. Mm. Mm. They got to dictate what was said about it. And now the people... I see are dictating it and so yeah. now we are put in the listening category and mm-hmm. now we don't like it
1: because you yeah when everyone's trying to listen to what you were saying you forget to we love to it yes you said. we love wow. it but
0: but but we're control. but now when we're stuck and we're having to listen to it we don't like it right wow. and so there's this thing where it's like that's a little thing now mm-hmm. i gave you the big thing you get to speak you get to do that yeah. and now you we're being listen. forced to listen yeah. right. the wow. churches are closed no one's listening to you yeah. like oh They're listening to everything else. And now if you listen, I might give you the big thing back. Like that's what I feel like, like I've been hearing. And I've been listening to people that I don't want to listen to. (laughs) You know, for real. Yeah. Yeah. I've been listening to. So that's kind of the the thing that I take out of this. And I think, you know, in, you know, as we close this, I think it's important to know that in this short, kind of long, But like profound passage of scripture, there's one of the greatest secrets to success Mm -hmm. in all of the Bible. It's right Mm. here. Um, And I think that uh, we can miss it. In verse 12, it says, if you are not faithful with other people's things, Mm. why should you be trusted with things of your own? And in closing, if you're watching, I think this is really important that um, in my final thoughts, Mm -hmm. that God doesn't mind success. Um, he wants to define success. So when the disciples came to, to Jesus and said, hey, uh, can we sit at your right side? Uh, who's the greatest in your kingdom? He didn't say, hey, you shouldn't be t- asking those types of questions. He said, the greatest among you must be the servant of all. He, he redefined what greatness and success was. And I think one of the things that I would say, if you are worried about your, your future, if you are worried about whether or not you're going to be successful in this life you should make it your number one goal to live out Luke 16, verse 12. Be faithful with other people's things. You know, one of the things for me that this church was not something that I ever wanted to lead. This was Philip and Holly's church and it did not belong to me, but I was faithful with what belonged to someone else. And so I was given what ultimately belonged to me. And I understand theologically, the church belongs to Jesus, but you get what I'm saying. I'm talking about the title of of lead pastor and I think even in Acts chapter 2 the outpouring of the Holy Spirit it says that the old men will, will have uh, dreams and the young men will have vision obviously this is not um, if this is both men and women that's not gender but I honestly believe that prophetically when the Holy Spirit comes it means a lot of old people have dreams uh, that they don't have vision for and a lot of young people have vision. So, so hear what I'm saying? The old people have the right dream and the wrong vision. The young people have the right vision wow. and the wrong dream. And I think if we can combine those things together where the young people would be faithful with the vision right. for the old people's dreams, then God would give a lot of young people what belongs to them. And I think this is really, really important. Um, I think that we live in America and the vision Um, We're getting into the the most difficult season of politics Mm -hmm. ever. Um, And everyone's asking the question about how we're going to bring this Mm -hmm. nation to a place of unity. Mm. But the people making the decisions are 70. And all of them. Wow. (laughs) All of them. (laughs) They're in their 70s. All of the Senate, all of the cabinet, all of the people, they're all old. The number one voter base in all of America is in their 70s. The number two voter base in all of America is in their 60s. Is it not possible that the dream of unity, equality, and justice for all that was created by old people, the vision is buried by God in the hearts of young people? And if we don't start to listen to young people about how to make things better, and we continue to push them away or discard wow. what they're saying, the young NBA players, the young high mm-hmm. school players, mm-hmm. if we continue to discard what they're saying, then the dreams of the old people and the vision of the young people, I have often felt I have not been allowed to be faithful with what belongs to someone else mm-hmm. because I'm not heard or understood. And so this was the first place where I would sit down with Pastor Philip, and he was good at hearing what my vision was yeah. for his dream. And if we don't start to have multi generational conversations like this, Mm. then young people are gonna go build their old things, uh, build their own things, because old people will not allow them to be faithful with what they have. And and, and it's little things where typically in families, uh, we don't trust the young people with the cooking or whatever. You know what I mean? It could be little things like fair, but I'm saying like the old, they do all the the stuff. And so the young people are outside doing Mm. their thing. I think if we can combine that together, Uh, old people and young people, and you can allow us to be, and not that I'm young, I'm 43, but I can allow you. This is me allowing you yeah. to be faithful with something that is mine. yeah And I think if we continue to do that, we're going to see this verse manifest in the United States and in the church. Hmm. How do you think about that? What do you think about that final thought? That was final really thought, good. good. I don't have listening. an issue with it
1: i was listening i'm glad
0: you were thank you for tuning in to episode four season two of the conversation this has been amazing thank you man share this with other people subscribe to the wastes youtube channel do everything we need you to keep watching we can't wait for season three i just found out we just got picked up and we're not even halfway through season two we just got picked up for season three negotiating those contracts with netflix as we speak Man, can we thank our, my amazing co-hosts, Elise Murphy, Kendall Haley, the lovely, Woo-hoo! incredible Leanne Cantillon, thank so Leanne. and thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of The
1: Conversation. See you soon. I'm getting
0: so good at that now.